I think it really started with being in the gaming community young, uh, seeing people grow and uh, segue into doing huge things on YouTube and being able to see it all, like having the internet, everything's free, everything's in front of us. So it's kind of really like, yeah, that that plays it. That played the biggest role on all of that mindset and vision of what I wanted in life and how to achieve it. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. It is great to see what my guest, Leo Cousineau, has pulled off already, demonstrating an inspiring work ethic and drive. While a lot of our guests turn to YouTube as a way to grow their platform as e-com influencers, what makes Leo distinct is how long he's been an active YouTuber prior to jumping into this industry. I observed that being a prolific video content creator is a great means to instill consistency, since one becomes responsible to an audience. So, even if you haven't made it yet, it wouldn't be such a bad idea to set one up for yourself anyways. Leo Cousineau, it is good to have you here on Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? And did I get the name right? Because I didn't have that much time you got to practice. It. I got you, it. you nailed it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I'm having a good day today. You know, just been working, doing the, the daily grinding and everything. And yeah, again, thanks for having me on the podcast. And awesome. uh, thanks for being here. And it's, it's, it's going to be great to hear all, as much of your story as we can get to. And, yeah. uh, and I believe you when you say you're having a good day, because uh, I've seen some of what you're up to. I see like some of the Instagram stuff. I'm like that house, that staircase. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we're, we're looking for some inspiration today. Uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, maybe they're yeah. like one episode is all they need to just like to take that plunge just to get to the, oh, the next yeah. step. So maybe today we'll do it. Maybe tomorrow we'll do it. Who knows, but we're going to do our best. All right. So let's warm, uh, let's warm us up with the question of all questions, which is who you are. And what do you do? Well, my name is Leo Cousineau. I'm, I just turned 20 years old a couple of weeks ago. And uh, really right now I'm fully occupied with outsourcing or Shopify dropshipping, as you guys may know it, and uh, really changed my life for the better. Uh, you know, it, it's, it was kind of the decision to go to school and be somewhere I didn't want to be or to, you know, work my tail off and make, make things happen to where I could live a life I wanted to live and make build connections and network and yeah i mean this is really who i am i mean I, i'm just on my computer all day I'm usually making videos or doing a bunch of drop shipping crap so <laughs> yeah filling orders and it's about it man <laughs> yeah but you are unique in that a lot of the people that i've talked to who have youtube uh -huh. a lot of the people in this space in the e-commerce space they they mm -hmm. they get their they get their moolah and they want to give back to the community and they want to forge a community community of their own as well. And so they start a YouTube channel and they, right. and they reveal some of their secrets, but not all of them. And they take it from there. Um, I went through your YouTube uh, page and your, 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 your work in the dropshipping and the e-commerce space is recent. But there's a lot of content prior to that that 
uh, is yeah, quite yeah. on you know enmeshed in the you know the youtuber video community <laughs> it's pretty messy yeah it, it's uh, it's interesting because you know you go back and you look at like your 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 content and it tells a lot of your life story about you know what we were up to uh, sharing little right. bits of pieces you know how you wanted to convey yourself to others so that's where I want to start is you know you're you're making YouTube content and you're growing a fo- you're a follower base you know high to you know the thirty five thousand subscribers you have how how are you all doing and 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 I guess you just uh, pivoted so like. How much was your your YouTube career or your you know your, your work in YouTube influencing mm-hmm. what you were doing? Um, did that seem right. like the prospect that was going to get you out of school and right. get you uh, steer to steer clear of the nine to five? <laughs> so at first, I was like, I was kind of thinking on it, but you know, YouTube it's not like really reliable, and I don't really want to bet on getting a certain amount of views. I'd rather just do it as a passion and kind of enjoy it. But my goal with YouTube is really to provide value and kind of do things that no one else really talks about. And one of the things I talk about a lot is Facebook ads. I've, I mean, I've spent as of right now about half a million dollars on Facebook ads and, you know, using that knowledge, I tried to give my best of, you know, what people haven't really hit before and kind of go on on it. And um, really just, yeah, the YouTube, I've always been really like highly motivated and I've always just been striving to do to do well. So with YouTube, yeah, I was always uploading constantly trying to grow that, but took a year off or so and uh, st- just, yeah, started a business and really try to make things work. So. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it too, that I would also want to know is, you know, what prospect did you have while you were going through school? Like what did, what did you think you right. were working towards? Right. So I really didn't think I was working towards anything. Uh, truthfully, I've kind of just always known, like, there's no way I'm going to like work for anyone else, like in the end of this. And like, it's kind of, it was kind of a good thing to kill time. But then I realized if I were to pursue college, it would literally hour by hour be a waste of my time. So I, I had to weigh that out kind of that type of way to pr- prove to my parents and to really make it work. Uh, it was hard, but you know, a few good months under your belt and you're chilling. So I, I, I've always been striving for, you know, the higher and reaching goals and accomplishing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's all good. I always just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm polite, right? So I always try to make sure. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, if you get a trail off for a second here, it's all good. Just the, the octaves get a little bit lower. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. want to like trail off into some nonsense. I always end up talking about nonsense, even on YouTube. It's I'm, like... I'm a huge, I'm a pro nonsense. I'm a pro rambling guy because I think when you give people a chance to just kind of like let their brain go. Um, with yeah. some parameters because, you know, we are recording this for content. You never know what somebody might unearth. Sometimes it just gives people a chance to kind of like, you know, dig within themselves yeah. just to see what they come up with. Yeah. And if uh, and if that's as far as you can dig for now, don't worry. I got a shovel and... Pool. Dude, I love this, honestly. Like, I've, I've never got to like really just talk about it. Like, and... No, I really love how this is going and everything. So awesome. let's keep let's keep good. Yeah, going. Yeah, I mean it's it's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> so here's one thing that I like to talk about. Um, I'm I'm 31 years old. Uh, I I hesitate to upgrade past 720p because the higher the resolution, the more the gray the grays become visible. And for the record, I actually take great. <laughs> hey, you're looking um, you're looking beautiful, you. man. You're looking beautiful. Yeah, I, I can't see you right now, a little behind the scenes, but I, <laughs> I'm I just, so sorry. But hey, you'll see it in editing, and I'm waving to you. Hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not so bad yourself, by the way. Um, but I'm—I I got 11 years uh, on you, 
and that's the only numerical advantage that I have. Like all the all the any other metric by far, you've got higher numbers than I do. And I even at my position, I find that inspiring because it reminds me that you know when I when I was at that point, I I didn't have. I mean, I I had like I had a view of what I wanted to do, but I really didn't feel like I had the means. Um, so I think for a lot of people who are within your your age bracket, a little bit younger, a little bit older, what this does is it gives people the opportunity to then find their means. You know, and not everybody right. that I talk to, make it yeah, happen. Yeah. Not everybody that I talk to, they don't. Most of them don't really stick to dropshipping for like forever. They always end up wanting to do something else: do, do an agency, right. do, do do their own brand. Uh, maybe they, right. they, I have yet to meet somebody who like straight up exited e-commerce, but I guess if they're not really in the industry, then we're not really know how to, yeah. how to find them. But it, it, it really opens up the pathway for people to want to go do whatever it is they want. So yeah. that I think is an interesting question I'd love to pose to you is like, you know, what do you want to do? What, uh, what, what businesses do you want to run? Where, where would you like to see your, your empire evolve into? So like as someone who, I mean, I'm, I like to optimize everything from my time to my money, to my ads. Like I love to just optimize. And, um, you know, once you have money, you can always use money to make more money. And that's kind of like the vibe I've been working off of, but, um, you know, uh, just, just looking at what's next. I mean, is it Bitcoin? Do I put some money there? Do I put some money here? Um, stocks, you know, and just, you know, investing into maybe a fulfillment center to where you're getting cut of people's orders or, I mean, what I have, I have three brands right now. I'm not, I mean, I have one store that drop ships from China. Otherwise it's just 3PLs in LA that are just customizing my products and shipping them out. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of just always evolving and I'm always in, in a challenge with myself, I like to say, and I'm always trying to get more and more things done per day. And I really think that's, you know, the thing, it, it, it's kind of all like a mindset really, in my opinion, to where, you know, it's what is next? <laughs> it's yeah. What, and do you what, feel yeah. like you, you fell into that mindset or was that something that you had to work towards as well? Uh, honestly, I feel like I've, I've, I have fallen into it. I, I really have my whole life looked up. I think it really started with being in the gaming community, young, uh, seeing people grow and uh, segue into doing huge things on YouTube and, you know, phase, for example, um, or, you know, people like that. And, you know, it's really been an awesome, like being able to see it all, like having the internet, everything's free, everything's in front of us. So it's kind of really like, yeah, that, that plays it, that played the biggest role on all of that mindset and vision of what I wanted in life and how to achieve it. Cause you know, drop shipping or things like it's, it's a, it's a way to, you know, get some means to where you're able to use that to accomplish your goals and things like that. And I mean, I'm, I am passionate about it, but there's also other things I'm passionate about, you know, life keeps going. So always trying to challenge myself and keep going. I, I want to uh, ask you about your, your business. Um, the one where you're drop shipping from China. Now I reckon, I, I understand right. that, you know, this is, a, uh, it comes down to how much you're willing to reveal. Uh, I did see one of your videos, you know, yeah. you, you have a, a certain degree of openness to you. You definitely want people to know uh, as much as you're willing to tell them, but there's always, I feel like there's always going to be like something that's kept um, a secret. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's up to you how you want to approach it. That's what I mean. Yeah. So the position that I'm in right now is, you know, after what, 75 interviews I've done so far, I am more uh -huh. than inspired to do this as well. In fact, it's actually my job to 
also right, do yeah. my own store because I need to be able to prove to the listeners, to myself, to my boss, that if I'm observing all this information, that I can apply it because we yeah, yeah. we have to live by our uh, live by our word. The store that I'm running right now is a very niche product. Uh, it it's those drawers that you stick to underneath the desk. Um, my, I got a friend of mine, uh-huh. he ordered them is, it, it was two months ago that he, no, sorry, not two months, about a month and a half ago, he ordered them. Uh, I gave him like a discount, just like, just order for free. I'll take the cost. I just need you to experience what it's like to be a customer. Right. He, he, he got it yesterday. It oh, wow. <laughs> took forever for him to get these. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, a, a couple of recordings ago, I met, uh, Yakify. They're an Italian based dropshipping company. Um, they, they do yeah. the, the, the middle people work. And I was really happy about, about that. I was being Italian too. It's like, you know, I got to, it's got to support yeah, uh, yeah. My, my fellow uh, paisanos. So I'm working with them right now to try to reduce some of the shipping time, but I want to hear about some of the challenges you're facing, uh, drop shipping from China and like dealing with right. delivery times in specific, I think is something I would yeah. really want to hear more about. So just tell me about yeah, like, totally. the, you know, the origin of this, just tell me everything really. Well, yeah. So, um, quite an easy fix, uh, dealing with, Chinese delivery. There's uh, a few logistics company called uh, SF Express and Yun. Another one starts with like a Yun. I don't use it, but really just messaging your supplier. There's, I mean, with that company, the only reason I'm running it still is because the margins are too good. They really are to where I can't give it up. It's kind of just clockwork. I've been running that same website for over a year now. It's consistent. Really, the only thing I'm hiding, I would have to hide, uh, would be the product and the ad set targeting on Facebook ads. But yeah, so you're able to actually get in contact with these suppliers on Alley and uh, build connections, build them as your personal agents, and really, if you can provide the sales, like, like yeah, I mean, like, if you're pro- going at least 300 orders a day, you know, you're really pushing your ad spend up, and you're going for it, and yeah, maybe you have longer shipping time at first, but you really, once you are able to build that trust with your supplier and, um, you know, you have the winning product, you have everything going for you. It's quite easy to start contacting them and getting into a quick contact to where they're getting right back at you. And, um, you know, what can, what prices could you do per country on this, uh, logistics company? And, you know, that's really one of the only reasons I'm still running that store is because my supplier is so good and he's able to, you know, give me the best prices per country to what to, you know, it's even looking at with Facebook ads, you know, what country is costing more money to create that conversion from. So that way I'm able to price it out to where I'm making sure I'm always making money. Um, a lot of the time, you know, with those long shipping times, it's a really beginner kind of like you got to get past that because no business is sustainable uh, really moving with that for more than a month or two. I mean, everything will fall apart. The Facebook ad, uh, the Facebook page uh, score, uh, you know, chargebacks, everything. It just leads to fucking, Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I think think we're like, uh, I think we're about eight (laughs) so far throughout the whole series. So we're not like anti profanity or anything like that. I just, I also, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Leads to some problems. That's all. That's what I meant to say. So yeah, it's just really just getting after those suppliers and, uh, trying to build real business connections. Cause it, it, you know, it, the business model is AliExpress, Shopify, but there are people behind it like yeah. you and me and you and I, and, uh, the suppliers, you know, there are people and, you know, good business is good business. Always make sure to connect with those people and 
get the best for you. I, I think that's a great point, especially when you look at AliExpress. Uh, one thing that didn't click into me until maybe a couple of weeks ago is that AliExpress is it's technically arbitrage. Even they are the ones that yeah. are getting it from other wholesalers. So you want to go right to the wholesalers, you got to go to Alibaba. And then, then from there, you go to Taobao and it all depends on how good your Chinese is. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's true is that, you know, these are people and these are people that are trying to uh, get their products going. And they, I think most of them at this point understand that the reason why they're selling on AliExpress, in addition to the individual consumers, they want to work with uh, other sellers as well, because um, they're they're selling it at margins that we look at the margins and we think, oh, or selling it at prices, we look at that and go, okay, this is the the cost of it, but this is now how I'm uh, able to two x or three x it. Um, for instance, these gloves that uh, the the audience can look at if they're uh, looking at their video and they're not like. I don't know, immersed in a raid boss or something like that. I paid 20 bucks for these when I was when they were marketed to me. But then I, yeah. being much more uh, informed than the average person getting to do this show, found these gloves uh, on AliExpress and was able to buy $20 right. worth. So I bought one for me, one for my right. girlfriend, and then I have a backup. Uh, so, you know, Christmas is sorted out. I'll put yeah, it that way. Yeah. So what I want to know about with uh, work talking to suppliers is if you had to have any leverage going in or were you able to, uh, even just without having really sold anything yet, you were able to say, look, you know, I'm trying to, I really believe in this product. I want to sell it. Um, but in order for me to make any headway, I, I got to cut down to these shipping times. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that connection goes back over a good year with him. Ting Lai is my supplier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, really the way I got in is, you know, money talks. If, if someone's spending thousands a day on their product, they really want to start getting you way better prices. You know, even half the cost of what is on their AliExpress list. And you can get way better prices, way better shipping times. And they could be, you know, your personal agent sending out tracking and tracking numbers and such. And um, it, it really... You know, again, yeah, spilling that connection, but uh, that's pretty much all I did to get like any leverage. I never, um, I mean, now if I were to start and build off of a new supplier for a new product, I would totally probably send out 10, 20 messages to all the suppliers. But I mean, I don't know how far I would get, you know, because I have no previous history with their store. They're, they're not really going off of anything. And for all they know, I could just be a scammer. So they don't want to really... Uh, engage into a more lucrative setting of, you know, supplier to dropshipper. Right. Well, I, I mean, I guess one thing I, I can see you doing, though, is letting them know some of your past success. Like uh, if you're willing to say, hey, I, I've worked with this supplier. I'm moving this product. Here's here's some of my results. Uh, and I and I want to do the same for your product. I Is there something about that I'm missing here? Because I feel like that would work. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably work, you know. Yeah, I mean, what, whatever it takes to, you know, human to human build that connection build that trust and uh yeah totally that would totally work yeah i can see that uh, so there's one uh, other p uh, part of this i just want to make sure is like crystal clear in my mind is you know you're, you're you start your store up you know you're trying to get the first 10 sales did you already have a relationship with the supplier at that point or were you just no so usually yeah usually I, at the beginning i'm not too <laughs> I know it doesn't sound good, but I'm not too worried about the supplier. I'm actually worried about creating the conversion so then I can problem solve and get the product to the right. customer, you know, as cheap as possible and fast as possible, really. So, you know, and all it really is, is, you know, throwing up a CBO with 10 ad sets, splitting interests and, um, you know, 
put in like $50 a day ad spend and really just started banking in some sales. But, you know, at the, at the beginning, you know, you're figuring that part out first and then how do you get the customers for your site to create that sale? But yeah, then, then um, you kind of start seeing and with those first few orders before you scale, you kind of can funnel out who's the good supplier and who's like the guy who takes two or three days to update uh, tracking information, you know? So yeah, I've really just tested and throwing yourself at it and figuring it out. I see. So no, that's cool. Cause so what I, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you have the orders. Um, and with that, you can talk to the supplier and say, listen, I've got these orders. Are right. you, can you, can you work with me to deliver right. on that's these? leverage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. 75 in recordings and hours and hours of mentoring session. And that is the first time that has clicked in. Wow. That is really cool. I, I appreciate that one a great deal. I want to get into Facebook ads because I know you're uh, you're a big fan of of doing that. Oh yeah. One yeah. of the so we, what I like to do is I like to extract uh, a video or two from uh, people's uh, YouTube's just so let the listeners know this is a a taste of what they can get if they head over onto your YouTube channel. Uh-huh. So one of them is about making Facebook ads uh, indestructible, where you are not <laughs> yeah. going to have to worry about yeah. these things being taken down. Because uh, I'll tell you a story, and uh, for those of you who got your punch cards, this would probably be the third time that I've told the story. Uh, seven more, and I owe you a coffee, so just let me know, podcast at debutify.com. But um, my YouTube colleague and I, uh, uh, Connor, uh, we're being trained, and we set up this store to sell those, <laughs> those shower heads where they stick a bunch of like ionized balls oh, in them, yeah. and, they, and, and the water is supposed to be Oh, clean. yeah, I, I see those. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, like I... I Pretty, pretty cool product and whatnot. Yeah. And my account, both of our accounts were were banned because, as far as we figured out, we had accidentally linked people to the uh, the product landing page and not the website landing page. And apparently that was that's a no no. And so there's there's like little details like that that can all of a sudden yeah. cost us uh, an account. And my account was uh, was banned by proximity. I didn't do anything. I, I I was just I was just restricted by osmosis. So. There is a lot of chaos out there. So tell me, tell us about how you managed to uh, yeah. like, derive order to, from that to chaos. To go back on that, I think what actually might have happened with your ad account is, so with Shopify on product landing pages that you can edit the website SEO. And if the website SEO of that uh, URL doesn't match the product's name, it will ban it. It's so weird. Sometimes it's called circumventing policies. It's a really weird one, but uh yeah. So yeah, just really was setting up really just the co- most common problem really is uh, getting ad accounts just banned for no reason. You know, Facebook loves to just do it to especially new accounts. Uh, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it, heard it, but yeah, that was like a video I really want to provide as much value to uh, people who are having that problem. It's common. And, you know, with my experience, I've probably been through about 10 good Facebooks with good solid ad spend and um, you know, it, it happens. It really does. It happens to everyone. You're not a bad person. <laughs> it's a, it's just a bot. So, uh, you know, just figuring out kind of how it works and if I can, you know, give my two cents, why not? You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did you, did you want to, uh, give us like a, a, a little bit of insight into what actually you do to protect your Facebook ads? Right. Yeah. So there's a few things I personally do to protect it off the bat to where, 
you know, there's actually ways that companies target each other on Facebook to stop advertising from one another. And it's really, uh, you know, things like going into your temp, going into your page settings of your Facebook page, uh, you know, templates and tabs, uh, turning off the reviews, you know, one, one bad review can result in a delivery penalty of your ad. So you're still spending the same amount of money, but Facebook is literally going to give you less reach engagement, everything. So, um, that's probably like one of the biggest things again, like no scammy, no, no, like starting off with a question, um, you know, uh, really just nice, uh, formal looking ads to where, uh, you know, obviously no, 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 nothing bad, nothing with guns or any of that. Like, but yeah, yeah. You know, just playing it by the rules and, uh, Oh, never get your, never have a payment decline. If I give you one of the biggest insider speed, like biggest things, I always see it. And uh, it happens a lot with people scaling. Their bank will automatically decline a fa- payment sent to Facebook because as in your statement comes up, each transaction has all these different numbers in, at the end. So your bank will sometimes recognize it and go, oh my gosh, is this you? Uh, it send you a text and you have to reply to it. Yes. And then still decline the payment. It looks really bad for your Facebook ad account health. And uh, it can bottleneck scaling really hugely because, you know, if you're trying to scale and there's that shadow daily ad spend on an ad account, uh, you can't get past that for another two weeks of successful payments until Facebook will lift that shadow daily ad spend. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, the video has a, a lot more, I'm sure, but that's pretty much all I got off the top of my head right now. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, just how how you do it. I always feel like you know yeah. you only get so much out of uh, you can only do so much with the with the person in an hour. Yeah. But we you know, listeners, this is the kind of thing that you can go uh, check out. So, a couple of other questions for you uh, about Facebook. And this is, I think, more stuff that I want to hear from you personally. I don't know if there's like a video specific on this. Yeah. One of the things I didn't notice that you talked about is the uh, learning phase part of Facebook ads. And this is something that I really want to hammer home for the listeners, because I think one of the big misconceptions with uh, the first wave of ads is that those ads are made to convert. And if they do, great, but that's not the point. The point is to figure out how to optimize the ads so that they target better interests. The, you figure out what's the, dem- the ideal demographic. So I want to hear more about your your learning phase uh, with the Facebook ads. Learning phase, uh, to anyone who doesn't know, is basically Facebook. It's an algorithm and it's one of the smartest algorithms in the world. You know, it's a billion dollar company for a reason. Anyways, like learning phase is per an ad set, you have to get 50 conversions uh, or whatever you're traffic is set to, but always set it to conversions if you're going for conversions. So it has to get 50 conversions within a seven day click or one day view attribution window. So what that will do is it allows Facebook to get enough information to actually optimize officially and, you know, cut your cost per purchases in half. Or, I mean, I've had my cost per purchases cut like three times. And, you know, the first day I was running a huge CBO or just a single ad set, uh, maybe didn't get too good results. The second day got a little bit better. And then it's the third day where, whoa, it's cut in half. And all of a sudden I've profited five, 600 bucks. Now you scale it, then you, yeah. So it's, it's really letting, I think that's the hardest part for me and really anyone, but I always have to kick myself and tell myself that Facebook really is in this and targeting people in the right. It's, it, it really is smarter. Like it's, it's, 
really smart. And um, yeah, so you kind of have to trust it and let it optimize and do its thing. Um, you know, the first two days, if you're not going to see the best results, the best results come as your ads keep spending, Facebook learns, um, you know, learning as an unofficially just, you know, learning and uh, yeah, just optimizing everything like that. So, so are there any, um, I'm, I'm wondering if there's any like a noticeable or tangible changes in some of the information, like if you pop back into an ad and then you see that the interests have changed, like Facebook noticed that um, maybe like Lululemon was a little bit of a better ad, uh, uh, interest for them than, um, oh, I don't know women's uh, clothes all that well. Why did I go with that as my example? I could have like hundreds <laughs> of things could have gone with. Anyway, so yeah, so that's Nike my- Nike or like, something, yeah. Nike, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, did, did you ever notice that like uh, they would uh, either recommend or even just manually change um, uh, interests or change demographics or anything along those lines? Um, so I've never seen Facebook actually go ahead and change the interest. I think what it does is it just kind of starts targeting to that audience. And that's why, you know, detailed targeting expansion is one of those things that if you are scaling and pushing pushing the limits, you don't, you want that on. So Facebook can then go ahead at a high scale and find you that right audience every time and create consistent dialed results. Um, that's, you know, that's what you see like 2,500 ad spend plus it really lets detail targeting expansion just, or as long as they're hitting certain conversions within the window, but uh, yeah, it just lets it go. I mean, there's no set in stone strategy for anyone to run their ads. It's really letting ads optimize and then seeing what to turn off, what to keep running and, making your own margin with that. Yeah, because a lot of it depends too on the margin of the product. Um, right. some, some products, uh, yeah, it's like, what's, what's, what would be the relationship here is if it has a, a lower cost, uh, let's say it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's a $20 item. I, I'm, I'm spending a certain amount of money to advertise that. But if it's a higher ticket item, like we're talking about like $100, I, I'm imagining that the advertising would actually increase as well because you need to spend more money to convince the customers to convert because the more expensive right. the product is, the harder it's going to be for them to be willing to part with that money, um, especially yeah. online, especially with something that's not Amazon, frankly. Yeah. So like if, if I have like a $15 product, I'd probably start it if per ad set, I'd want it to each ad set to get at least like $250 worth of ad spend a day to really push it out of that learning phase as po fast as possible. Let's say for, I mean, I, I, I have a, a vacuum store that is $75 vacuums, modern, hey, 5,000 PSI vacuums. But, uh, uh, you know, that, you know, to create those, to let those ad sets exit learning phase, I'm starting off with at least 1,500 uh, really to give it what it needs and follow that strategy and, I mean, it, it's really just listening to what Facebook wants in order to sell your product. So, um, yeah, it's just following it and everything like that. Um, there's, you know, one of the things I would like to add, though, is, sure. you know, with Facebook, I feel like one of the biggest things people people will get their audience and everything. And they know their exact demographic. They know ex everything. And that, that's cool. Like, you know, exactly what placement is hitting it on the dot on the dial could be Facebook newsfeed. It could be audience network. Um, you know, one of the things I've noticed and would recommend scaling up is leaving all those options like 18 to 65 plus gender, all male or all and uh, automatic placements. What I'm starting to realize 
and this is 2021, how everything I've noticed has been working is leaving those options up to Facebook because it will, it's smart. It's going to get you targeted to the egg to the exact audience that it needs to be targeted to already. It has all the data, especially coming from your website now with new at the new conversions API within all the pixels. So let, if you leave those options blank at a high scale, you're going to be paying a lot less per click. You're going to be paying a lot less um, in all, all, all this, all the statistics, you know, cost per purchase, everything. And uh, I mean, you're still going to be hitting the same audience. So that's, you know, just a little thing, leave that blank and let Facebook do its thing really. It sounds like, you know, the more Facebook automates it, the the better. But is there a, are there certain things that you would insist on doing manually? Uh, manually, um, you know, I, I just made a video on this, but it's huge. You know, detail targeting expansion. If you're planning on doing a thousand purchases per ad set, uh, turn it on. If you don't, turn it off. It's really the only huge thing that pertains to anything. Uh, all ads will optimize and learn as long as they're getting what they need. So yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that would pertain to anyone's scenario. Uh, detail target expansion, it's that on or off. So that's all been really good. I, I got one more question about this uh, this side of the advertising. It's not, it's not Facebook specific, but Facebook would be very relevant to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, I actually want to get it back into uh, your your experience being a YouTuber because I'm I'm very curious about how that sort of like affected your, um, you know, your relationship with other people and its runnings and stuff like that. So we'll get to that. But off the, off the top, uh, you said that thus far uh, in aggregate, you probably spent about half a million in advertising. Currently. Yes. Um, I mean, I made a video probably back in the end of November. So, you know, I spent it like a quarter or 200,000, but since then, you know, Q4 um, I've been at the hype house working with a lot of people doing big things there. And, uh, you know, yeah, things have really been taking off recently when it comes to ad spend for sure. Starting new brands, everything like that. Yeah. Starting up high, really just going, aiming for the moon. Always, always for the moon. I, I hear that. And I have to admit that when I imagined if I had like $500,000 in my, in my bank account, I think, well, I've got rent covered for quite a while and yeah. food and internet and phone. I'm like, all right, I, th th there's something about not ever having the ability to um, invest that money. I don't really have the ability to like grasp what that must feel like. So what I want to hear about is like, you know, some of these stumbling blocks and, you know, getting like, you know, overcoming, say like the hurdle of the first 5,000 that you had spent, the first 50,000 you would spend. Cause I really want to hear about that mindset. Yeah. You can have 500 bucks and you know, with successful ads and everything, you can push a hundred thousand in a month. Thing is, is, I didn't start out with, I started out with like a thousand dollars really. Yeah. And uh, you kind of just cycle the sales and keep, take your profits and then put your profits back into your business. Again, if you're trying to grow a business as fast as possible. You know, just kind of keep putting the money right back in. And uh, I mean, there's never, I've never had 500,000 sitting in my bank account. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just uh, really using my sales to keep spending on ads and keep creating profit and going higher and higher. So it's, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, no, nah, yeah, I, I, I think I oversimplified it to the idea of just like, just like a, a stack, a fat stack bands. of 500 grand, just like all of yeah. yeah, yeah, that, okay, fair. But there are some people that do and oh, that's sure. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Go I'm, off. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm confident they are. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the curious thing is, 
uh, really trying to figure out, you know, what do people of that uh, working at that scale have, or what experiences are they having that are similar to my experiences? And and the reality is that you know everybody gets anxious, like everybody gets like you know yeah. uh, nervous, and they feel like the bottom might fall out under it. So uh, it's it, it's it, it's a great takeaway to know that like you know these these challenges that we face now. Yeah. Um, the mind, the the things that we go through in our head, it's very similar to what happens later down the line. So it's good to experience those things um, at, at a lower scale, so the mistakes aren't quite as bad. Right. Yeah. I, I guess the other thing too, and I, I haven't asked anybody else this, um, is just about like deciding how you want to uh, deciding what money to reinvest, and at what point you decide you're going to start paying yourself. Uh, do you have like a system where say like a couple percent is just shaved off the top for yourself? Um, which I feel like is how I would do it. I would shave off maybe like one or 2%, uh, just for keeps and then reinvest the rest. But uh, how did you go about it? You know, honestly, like I totally should, <laughs> but again, I mean, I'm, 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 my accountant is like trying to categorize everything, how I'm paying myself, everything, but really I'm, you know, my real focus is just generating sales and profit that, and that's that's my fuel behind everything really and uh shoot man i just take from my business as i want uh really i mean i either if i want to throw a bunch of money into bitcoin or crypto or uh stocks like really that's pretty much all i'm doing else other than shopify but uh you know the most sustainable like what i've noticed instead of stocks i mean stocks long term but um you know, shut, throw, putting my money back into my business is actually the most beneficial thing to do. Um, cause I, I mean, I have taken a lot out at a time and I've thought about selling it and getting like a three-year appraisal and everything. And it's like, uh, you know, I've took all my money out and I was like, wait, I'm not even making money anymore. I got to use money to make money, start dropping money on ads and then get everything going again. I think that happened like last summer. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely just staying focused, never letting the emotions get to you. I mean, uh, people do big things in this world. So, you know, we got, we got to give it our all. Yeah. You know, I, uh, this was a revelation that I had a couple of uh, episodes ago. It was just about when you, when you talk to people in, in this space, you really do get to meet some of the biggest movers and shakers, you know, they're, yeah. you, you, they're not quite like Elon Musk, you know, they, yeah, yeah. they, they don't, uh, they're not like a regular on, uh, on Joe Rogan or they're not Joe Rogan, but th- it's just very, very thinly past the veil to see what are all these people are really doing, um, make, yeah. making this industry work uh, and then elevating it so that it has higher standards. I'm dying to talk to more, talk to you more about your, your, just your relationship with your YouTube channel. Uh, because mm-hmm. again, as I alluded to earlier, we didn't, I have yet to really talk to somebody who's like been like a YouTuber before yeah. getting into uh, Shopify. One thing I, I'd like to know about is how it maybe changed like your perception of how, what, what to do with your time and like, you know, what would be just for fun stuff to do privately versus stuff that you feel like should turn into content. Like if you're playing, you're playing Fortnite, right? And you think, oh man, I should have my stream going right now. I should turn this into content. But then it, like, you know, it, forces a, a gear shift in, uh, in your mind. So let me, let me start, let me we'll start with that. W- what was, um, what were some changes or some things that you felt were different about you being a YouTuber and being, you know, being popular, frankly? Well, I mean, Hey, uh, you know, so, uh, 
really back in the day, like I've always, you know, whatever I'm passionate about, I really like to give it my all. Hence with like e-com or anything or just community, like doing this type of stuff, like awesome. Like I'd love to give this my all. And, um, you know, I was really influenced by other people in the gaming community and seeing what they were do, doing, pushing themselves to do things like daily upload. And it, it kind of almost really just fell back on they're doing it. I look up to them. I want to do it too. <laughs> Why can't I not do it? You know? So I, I really, you know, I started with like daily uploading and um, kind of young, really, honestly, I was 15, 16, 17, I was young. I was putting a structure in my life of not something that was already implemented by like my parents or the government really. So it was creating my own like structure to where, okay, every day I had to sit down and record a video, edit it all by myself, upload it every single day. And, um, you know, it's it just things like that. And um, it's kind of always just been inside me to really, I, I don't like to slack or like play around and be lazy and, um, you know, really giving it my all and everything I do as much as I can. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like to be lazy either, but my God, do I end up being lazy? It, yeah, it, it, it no, happens. I mean, yeah, it so, happens. Yeah, it's routine and structure helps it all. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, one thing that I that I notice is, so you're saying, you know, you wanted to structure something for yourself uh, beyond what the the parents and the state did, and yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I I have a mix of views, and one of my views set is that I'm a big believer in institutionalism. I, I heavily criticize institutions. Uh, if people go back, they'll they'll see like I've had like a lot of uh, not so pleasant things to say about school, um, and then I got schooled, but. You know that that's for people who are rewarded by following the uh, the complete arc, and what I noticed is that you know YouTube, Facebook, these are institutions. I feel like they have a responsibility to uh, to be neutral, and in many cases they're not. They they tend to gravitate towards one side or the other, which I don't want to get into because that's not the point of the show. But I but do think it's interesting to. Uh, recognize the value of structure in the structure that your parents provide, the structure that you know the government provides, and then to want to mimic that for yourself to create your own structure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just want to make my own structure, have my own kind of something I could do myself and f- be fulfilled. You know. Did being a, uh, a a YouTuber to the degree that you were, did that have did people treat you differently? Did like people notice you in in person yeah dude like <laughs> going through school honestly man like you get made fun of but it, it, you really do and like there's people always gonna hate and like talk whatever they want and you know it, it really is it's it's kind of like a that that really taught me the mental game too young what do i want in life am i gonna give up because uh sally's saying this about me to people or am i gonna you know <laughs> success is the best revenge really. And, uh, do I want to just do pursue me and am I going to be happy or am I going to let these other people bring me down? So yeah, really, that's kind of what YouTube taught me. That's the main value I can get out of it. Um, yeah, but being young, doing that, it's definitely crazy. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if anyone's ever thinking about it, please go for it. It's, it's just fun, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're, filming your life and you'll always have it to look back on. And, you know, not a lot of people have like a lot of pictures from when they're younger or, you know, having like your own video series and having this podcast, like what, like you're going to be old. Like, that's awesome. Like, no, I, I love that. And, uh, 
please like just get out there and go for it. Like anything. And that goes for anything in life, really, you know, um, it's not, it's up to you to make it happen. It's up to you to live the life you want to live. And you know, one thing I'll back you up on as well is that, you know, there are, there are a lot of benefits to doing these things and they might not always yeah. be so tangible as like ad revenue or something like that. Right. Um, but I, I've been, you know, in, in content creation for the last 10 years, being in media in the last 10 years. Um, some, some of the, the, the benefits, I mean, I'm not going to say it on the, uh, on the program uh, just because, you know, but there are things that are, that, that just improve a person's uh, life. Uh, yeah, you make yeah. different connections. You, you, uh, people, people are probably like next to money. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's like a 50, 50 thing, but like people are probably the next best resource, uh, and next to money uh, having this like Rolodex of people that I've, um, even like a guest that was on a show that I produced for somebody else is somebody that I made a connection with. And so if I really sit back and think like, oh my goodness, I have, I have gotten through to so many people that I could reach out to. So that right there is one of the major tangible, is one of the major benefits exactly, may, yeah. may or not be tangible. Um, but you said another one too, which I think is fantastic, which is the ability to look back and just see how you've grown over right. the years. And, you know, one day, I don't know if you're planning on being a parent or not, but you know, your kids can check out the, the content as well and be like, well, you know, get to, uh, get to be around their parent for when their parent is, you know, is off, uh, is off at work with, with moving over into, uh, sh uh, you know, getting in, into drop shipping. We'll, we'll get back to that. Cause I, I, I do want to hear a little bit more about like some of like the very first things you had to do when you were learning and like, you know, where are some of the roadblocks? So we'll get to that. But one other question for you about your YouTube, which is like feedback from your audience. Uh, when I would, I would say that you basically pivoted. Right, you know, I, you're, you're Fortnite to making lots and lots of money. There's a bit of a pivot there. Uh, did you get like a negative feedback for that? Positive feedback? Or what are your audience just cheering you on no matter what? Yeah, um, I've kind of been hopping around audiences. And really what I love about this is the people that I'm connecting with now are very, you know, they're a lot more, you know, dealing with like kids and stuff. You know, you're going to hear, you're going to hear it all. Kids are ruthless. But, uh, you know, going into this scene, uh, very mature people, everyone's positive, you know, like-minded people. Um, and, you know, I have, I have a good buddy who dropships too. You might know him, his name's Sharif, but it's on YouTube as well. It's about 90,000. But uh, he, he, you know, he, he says the same thing. He pivoted his whole channel from YouTube or from Fortnite, um, deleted the Fortnite videos. Might have to do that one day, but I kind of just want to keep them all for, you know, as we said, to look back. Maybe and, condense into like a, like a best of reel. So you have yeah. like a 10 minute video of just like some yeah, of your best headshots. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I really like being around like like-minded motivated people. And I think with, you know, putting these videos out, I'm not looking for YouTube ad revenue. I mean, that's minimal, very minimal pennies, but uh, you know, it's, it's building these connections, doing these things. And um, it's just, you know, it makes you feel good to be around like people kind of, you know, you like, and it's hard to do that, especially with like, obviously COVID and trying to uh, go out and do stuff. So like having YouTube, definitely great. Love it. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, it's funny how like, you know, the, the, the virus of our time is so specific. It, it's so specific to our ability to respond to it. You know what I mean? Like we can all, most people can stay home. People can work remote. Uh, people who have to work, you know, uh, they do have to leave the the home They're they, or they, if they work in a restaurant, they can, they can deliver food. So it's so crazy. Like we have a virus set up specifically for 
us to respond to it in a way that's forging a lot of how we're going to be doing things in the future. You know, I personally, my like I, I do and intend to be a father and I do intend to send my kids to school. But if my kid don't like it, I am pulling my kid right out and uh, going to remote learning. And it and it is a positive takeaway in the long run that like, okay, now remote learning is a lot more uh, accepted, a lot more of a cultural norm. Um, so, that, so that I'm pretty pleased about. Here, here's something I'm wondering though. Um, just about, and this, this doesn't really have like that much to do with YouTube, but this is just kind of comparing my experience uh, to yours. I, I'm, I'm interested in knowing how, uh, what, what your experience is like in this regard, which is about just ge- like general socializing. So um, when I was, you know, I'm in my, my mid twenties, uh, the big thing was for everybody to just hop in on Skype calls and, you know, people would have their mic on, their mic off, whatever. And I would be in a Skype call with like six or seven people. And w- was I playing with them? No, I, I was just there just to kind of like, you know, be in their presence. Sometimes I would join them. Sometimes we'd play together. Sometimes we socialize. It all depends. Uh, but I loved it. It was just this way to, you know, be among other people for uh, however long and then just can just as easily leave. Um, so I'm wondering what, like, with your lifestyle right now, what is your social structure like? You know, do you do you hop onto discords and hang out with the people? What is what are what are the kids up to these days? Well, hey, I'm fully with you. Skype, I love that man. I, I had a lot of memories back in the day as well, uh, mm-hmm. doing the same exact thing. You know, just as you said, and uh, you know, these days it's really um, I've kind of cut back a lot of my gaming, and I've cut back a lot of online uh, socialization socialization other than like instagram twitter and youtube but uh you know, I'm, I'm really trying to optimize my time as best i can for my business you know all the legal stuff behind it, it it's it's real work so um you know i'm trying to do that you got tax season coming up but really other than that i mean i'm traveling i guess and seizing those opportunities meeting those people uh, i mean the old socialization really was just going to schools going to parties and now it's a lot more sophisticated and I love it, honestly. Um, kind of doing what I like to do and creating my own environment um, that I want to be in. So that's definitely, you know, that goes even back to YouTube. That's like big pro about it. You kind of, again, create your own environment and can really, you know, it, you know, if you hang around a bunch of cripples, you start to limp. You know, it really is. <laughs> it's just like that. So that's, that's profound. That's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost thought you were going to say, hang on a bunch of crips. I'm like, all right. All right, all right dude. I, yeah, yeah, you hang on a bunch of crips. Yeah, you'll end up with a limp, you know, the things yeah. they get into. Um, okay, so we I got you about for like another 10 minutes. So uh-huh. uh, I, I want to hear about one, maybe two, you know, it depends on uh, your embellishment of like early on, like you're, you know, you're, you're getting into – uh, into the drop shipping, you're getting into e-commerce. Uh, what were some of like the first uh, major hurdles that you didn't anticipate? I didn't anticipate it being so like unforgiving. Like, yeah, okay, that checks out. Bro, like, you know, like when you take a loss, you really take a loss. And uh, back in the in the beginning, it hurts because you're like, oh, because I could have spent that on this, or I could have got this for that, and it's like trust like i don't know i was always kind of like trying to justify things and do all this until like i really started taking it as a, like a serious business and putting all, most of my money into it really the value changed a lot but yeah definitely at the beginning like oh my gosh you don't even know what, like what to do i was running influencer ads to cold traffic like 
didn't know anything what I was doing and um, kind of just trying to copy people and um, not really knowing what the numbers meant behind it, how to like find winning products every time or like anything. So um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of hurdles um, really. It's just because you don't know. It, it really is. And, you know, I've said it before, you know, I, I, one of the reasons I don't have a course is because of this. I do, I do private mentorships and, you know, consulting, but I don't have a course because I don't like the fact that someone's just going to look at everyone's information, copy it and think what they're doing is right. You know, it, it's, it's not. And everyone has their own copy and paste into all these recent things that I've been seeing, because if I'm going to be honest with goes for anything, you're only going to learn it if you do it yourself. And if you really spend your own money and your own uh, emotions into it, that's how you really get it into you to where you can replicate that success every time for whatever you do and grow upon it. So um, yeah, just, that was a hurdle. Definitely just having to figure that one out, learn it, all, learn it all the hard way. Yeah. Well, and one thing I, I will say in response to courses, you know, I've, I've, def, I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, they do offer courses and I, I think that they, they do have a place but I agree yeah. that they are not going to make or break someone's ability yeah. to succeed. Yeah. You know, it, it comes down to the individual. But yeah, the whole scenario, everything. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, so it's all good. So I mean, m- mentoring sessions—they—they're definitely you know more uh, more personal, uh, and they're more curated. Um, but what I've noticed is that with uh, a lot of uh, people in the space, is that the beauty of the uh, courses is that. For one, it's it's you know it's it is passive income. Uh, you can get through to a lot of people who can then maybe funnel towards a, a mentoring program. And I think for me, um, what I as a user of uh, of a course, it it's helpful to have a documented resource that um, is a little bit past the veil, uh, and is also the, freely accessible at any time. So if I'm say like if I'm working on a store. Uh, and I just have that open on another window or another monitor, and I'm just kind of like, you know, cross-referencing what I'm doing with what they're doing. So they can be good, they can be helpful, but I, I, I appreciate your your opinion on them just as well. Yeah. So courses, I mean, like like every like, yeah, I I could come out of the course and make fifty grand, hundred grand. I'm not, I'm not, you know, the thing is, is I don't like to, I I don't know. I'm not like I've always seen it. I've always watched the gurus, and I'm I'm not I don't. I kind of know for if I'm going to be doing YouTube kind of what I want to be. And again, I'd like to more privately cater towards someone's business. Uh, my business is not making money on courses. I have three legal companies. So it's like right now, everything is crazy. I'm not focused on it. I should in the future, maybe come out with something like that or some sort of program or something. But, um, you know, it really is. I think I will drop a free course within the next few weeks and not even worry about a paid course. I'd rather just, uh, you know, provide my two cents to where everyone can see it. And, uh, cause I, I think everyone should, because if I'm going to be honest, I have all the numbers to back it up, all the ads, everything. And I'd love to have a real free full course of just, you know, showing you guys what it is and how it works. And I'm really, you know, I, I do have kind of a biased opinion that a lot of people on YouTube right now are just capped like really are uh i don't mean to call anyone out but like you know it, it's pretty well so far right i don't i don't think we've talked to anybody like the, whenever i hear the uh the word the gurus i don't think i've talked to anybody who's like one of the gurus everybody that i've talked to are all pointing to this 
group of people that I don't think we'll ever really connect with. Uh, I say that, but I don't know that for sure because uh, for all I know, maybe they're maybe they're already booked. So I mean, if anybody, <laughs> if, if by some chance um, one of the gurus is uh, listening to this right now, feel free to message us, and we would love to hear you know your your side of it as well. So I, I I get where you're coming from. You know, we we've we've definitely talked to a lot of people in this space. You know, we want we want transparency. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of gurus who have twenty thousand in sales, and they're the guru. It's like, <laughs> what do you make off that twenty percent? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's just. I don't think, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry to cut you off. But no, no, it's cool. Yeah, I, it's all good. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. So we, 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 can, we, can, we can bounce back and forth on that uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, I think it's just, it's important at the very least to make sure that when we get to hear an opinion like that, we want to hear it. So I'm, I was uh, more than happy to hear yours as well. And, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, our, our listeners benefit from getting to hear different opinions and different takes on it. So it's all, it's all well and good by, by my by my estimation. Um, with that, I, I've only got like, well, I've got one more question for you before I give you like the wrap up. So I, I, I usually, I, I check out people's Instagram. I check out people's Twitter. I always try to like find little, uh, bits and pieces of people's personality. Um, one of your, one of your tweets, and I think this is going to be a good one to kind of like oh summarize. <laughs> Don't worry. I didn't go. I, I, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I definitely know when some stuff is not a fit for economics. But this is one I thought was good. And it summarizes a lot of what we talked to today. You, you say um, your childhood shows you everything you need to know. And I, and I thought about that too. And I thought, yeah, I really do like Zelda and all this stuff. I guess there's other stuff too. But for me, like I, I connected with that series in such a meaningful way. And over time, I would love to be a part of that series and, you know, even... Uh, heaven forbid, make a, make a film or make a game on it. And so like that has definitely been like a, a driving factor for me. Um, so I, I wanted to throw that uh, thought to you as well as, you know, what was something from, uh, uh, from your, uh, from your childhood that like showed you what it is you needed to see. There's a lot of times that I noticed when I was like younger <laughs> that I would have these crystal clear of right and wrong, even just as morals or anything. And uh, kind of, you know, it's just, uh, it just showed, it really did. It showed me a lot of learning experiences and, uh, showed me kind of what to value because, you know, if I'm going to be like, as you get older, like, you, I mean, a lot of the people, you kind of realize that, you know, a lot of people around are not the best influences. They're not the best, uh, you know, I was, I, I'll be in LA and I'm like, it's just like, wow, like some of these people just have no morals and it's like, you know, it's my childhood. LA, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but you know, I'm always kind of like looking back to what would it, what what would a little Leo have done, you know? And and usually that ends up being the right answer, just going with my gut and my original morals and beliefs, and you know everything. And it, it kind of pertains. What I like about that too is it, it doesn't. It's not necessarily necessarily my personal experiences. The actual me. It everyone has their own personal experiences and things that values that they took away from their childhood and um, definitely, you know, holds ground to this day. So yeah, don't never doubt your little self of if you had any, you know, big beliefs, any big dreams uh, for sure. Like always go at it. You can literally do anything you want in this world. Just like never give up and it'll happen. Well, that, well that's terrific. 
And you basically answered my wrap up question, which is if you have any like words of wisdom, something that you would want to share with the audience. So yeah, you pretty much did that. But (laughs) if there's anything else that you wanted to uh, tack on to that, feel free. Otherwise, we're going to get you on out of here. So uh, yeah, let us know where people can find you on YouTubes and on your websites and take it away. For sure. Yeah. Well, again, um, just never like, please just never give up. You know, I was so close so many times to just giving up. And if I were to have given up, life would have been a lot different. I would have been away at school. I would have been broke. I would have, you know, just never give up. If you want to do something, you can more than do it. And I know that's a hard thing for a lot of people. They're facing inner challenges, you know, either mentally or um, just in life in general. And, you know, always pull yourself out of that rock and a hard place. Always never give up. And you know, you'll achieve everything that you've always wanted to. And that's, you know, advice that I've gotten from people that have much higher up and people that own huge corporations, never give up and you're good. Always keep that vision. Always stay true to yourself, true to your beliefs, whatever you thought, maybe in your childhood, you know, is what it is. But uh, yeah, Um, other than that, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm going to be posting like a lot of like just really like more lucrative things that I find that no one even talks about really. And it's like, okay, this is like a huge thing. It should be probably be talked about. So like things like that. And, uh, you know, I'll probably YouTube down below. And if you guys are interested and in, uh, giving me a follow, otherwise, I don't know, nothing else really shout out. Awesome. Uh, uh, thanks Leo. This has been great. It's a, uh, it's been great to meet you and great to talk to you. And, has. and, and I want to just like say as well with, um, believing in what you, our beliefs were when we were when we were children is that like in a story you know when the or in a movie or in a film or any really anything was where a story is told the first chapters are your setup and the only way for the story to be told well is for the for those threads that are set up in the beginning to unravel and and pay off to uh, by the end and you know, there's a lot, there's, we, we basically have like no control over how a lot of our childhood experiences goes. It, it is p- just practical to think about, you know, what we believed in and what we thought was right and wrong and what we wanted to do uh, when we were kids, because the, the motivation from that part of our story is so pure and is so much more relevant. And there's so much more energy that comes from that than, um, and then, then later down the line, not to say that it's not doable. Um, I, I've reinvented myself quite a few times, but the core of, uh, of what drives me, um, as, as far as like, I, I go off into like different parts of, uh, of the world, it always comes back to, uh, what means, what means the most to me. And it's still Zelda. I just, it just is. I, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I call of duty for me, something where, you know, we just all had our times and things like yeah, it's just, uh, it is the core. I totally agree with that. And it's the core, it's the real, uh, passion, obsession and, um, things that I always wanted to do. And yeah, exactly. As you said. Uh, yeah. So, uh, once more, uh, thank you so much for your time and listeners, uh, thank you all as well for your participation. We couldn't do this without, well, actually that's if we could technically do this out without you, but you being around really helps. So, uh, we, we definitely appreciate, uh, your, your involvement contact podcast at debutify.com uh, get involved in socials you know what to do we'll uh i trust you so yeah take care and we'll check in soon thanks for listening 
You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next. <laughs>